Hi everyone, and thank you for joining us for another Still Moments with, with Jesus. Jesus. I'm Maya. I'm Brad. And we are both, uh, what would you call us? We are both a uh, couple and theologians and biblical scholars. Boom. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so we asked earlier from our followers uh, this week to give us questions mm -hmm. about what were your religious, spiritual questions. And we got some great feedback. So we yeah. kind of picked out our top four uh, most interesting questions right. that we would love to answer. So yeah. uh, we are going to start out with that. Uh, and our first question that just really like entice us and got our brains really thinking, mm -hmm. and I promise we'll keep them all anonymous. So to mm -hmm. anonymous person number one, <laughs> uh, they asked, what does God look like and right. who is God? So right. we actually- It's a twofer. It's a twofer, it's a two for one deal. We actually have a lot of two for one deals and I appreciate that a lot. I like, uh, that. I like that too. Like a discount. It is a discount. <laughs> uh, so I accident, not accidentally. I, <laughs> I took, I took time, or we took time to look up, uh, you know, some text that could kind of go along with what we're talking about. Right. So for what does God look like? I, my brain immediately went into Timothy. So mm. I'm going to be reading from an ESV, but please, any Bible that you have near you, no matter what the translation, we are here for. What's this, what's the passage? About to read it. Oh, okay. That's your <laughs> okay. Our passage is First Timothy six, yes. and it starts at thirteen. Yes. <laughs> it starts like this: I charge you in the presence of God, who gives life to all things, and of Christ Jesus, mm -hmm. who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession to keep the commandment unstained and free from the reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will display at the proper time, he who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords, mm -hmm. who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see, to him be honor and eternity and eternal dominion. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So on this one instance, we have it being stated that we will not know what God looks like mm. until basically revelation. <laughs> mm. uh, but there are instances, I don't until know. return. Yeah. Mm. There are instances of people seeing God. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm. So right. it's like John. Right. Yeah. Right. Burnished bronze feet. Yeah. Fire eyes. Right. But maybe that's just John. That's just John. What about you? Yeah, I, I think I think that's a fair point. I think that's uh, that's something that really does call to us to kind of like go back, right, and just read the text again and just see what each person's reaction was whenever they encountered uh, a, mani a, a physical manifestation of God. Uh, one of my wife's favorites, uh, Maya's favorites, is the encounter between Manoah, Manoah's wife, sorry, and God, who appears to Manoah's wife, to talk to Manoah's wife about what Samson was going to be. And it's fascinating that Manoah's wife doesn't really describe this appearance as anything fantastical. It's just, there's a guy I met. <laughs> and he just said these things. And it's not until uh, the you know the you know Manoah's uh, Samson's mom and her husband pray that he comes back and then talks to Manoah and then after that encounter when Manoah insists 
on offering him some type of dinner or something that the guy's like, okay, fine, I'll stay. Then he presents the food before him and then he taps the, the this messenger taps uh, the offering with his staff and it flames up and he disappears with the flames. And then that's when they realize, oh crap, we have seen God and we are still alive. <laughs> Which is fascinating. Uh, it, it looks like when God appears, it was either going to be like a very human way, because mm. the same way God appeared to uh, Hagar as well, right? Yeah. Like Hagar sees God and God tells her, hey, it's okay. I'm going to bless you and bless your child too. But please do not be afraid. I am here with you. As I'm blessing Abraham, so am I going to bless you. Mm. And for Hagar, the first reaction isn't, oh, you look like this. It's more like, oh, crap. I didn't realize that. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't realize. But it was, it was like a shock. Like she didn't realize that, oh, wow. God's been watching what's been taking place between Sarah and Abraham and myself mm. this whole time. Because yeah. in their midst, I'm, a, I'm an Egyptian. I'm a foreigner. I, I do not like sync up to line up with their beliefs or their gods or anything. Mm. But suddenly I've met a God who not only sees me, but watches over me, understands my plight, and is going to take care of me. I have never sought this God out before, yeah. but this God understands me. And uh, I feel like that's a very fascinating thing. Same with Isaiah, who sees God in Isaiah 6. He's taken aback by the vision. He's like, wow, it's not, oh, I know what he looks like. But his the presence, it's it, there's a very interesting way the Hebrew, Hebrew Bible or Old Testament like phrases it. It's the presence or the majesty, like the very radiance of God's appearance mm. is just in itself so overwhelming, but still so unlike anything else they thought they knew, which is something that I love so much about the text. Because mm. God doesn't appear the way we'd want to see him. Yeah. And I think I enjoy that, especially with the last reference that I had was Revelation, when John sees Jesus and essentially uses a very stark imagery about those visions that have been seen from before to describe what he sees when he sees Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is described in the same way Ezekiel saw, one like a son of man, with a voice like many waters, the same way Isaiah get, came to know God as the one who is the first and the last, the living one and the savior, mm. besides whom there's no other God. Mm. He sees Jesus in that light. Mm. And the weird thing is that Jesus, <laughs> this is just him taking in Jesus like the vision. But at the same time, John is so overwhelmed, he falls as though he's dead. But then J Jesus comes up to him and says, hey, John, I am the one who has already died. You, mm. you don't have to die like this. <laughs> Look, I died. Mm -hmm. And look, I'm alive again. <laughs> and I live forevermore. Yeah, the meal. Yeah, the meal. It's so anticlimactic because you'd expect Jesus, you'd expect God to come in with an authority of like, mm. you are supposed to blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. No, no. When God appears, it's in very interesting mercy. Yes. Even for Isaiah, who was supposed to go sp uh, speak, right? Isaiah's first reaction is that, oh gosh, I'm a sinner. Which we'll hint on later on in this conversation. Thank you for that. But God, God does not condemn him. Mm. God has a plan and he has a mission. He wants Isaiah to be invited into this, you know, into the courtroom to be sent out. 
Anyway, <laughs> fun imagery. <laughs> so with yeah. that being said, though, I think yeah. that probably a lot of people will say, hey, but isn't God Jesus, right? Right. And a lot right. of people saw right. Jesus. Right. So why didn't no one just draw at least a half decent picture of him so we all would know what references <laughs> we could find? Uh, and it's and something we do get a lot. Uh, right. Do get a lot as like pastors and theologians is. Right. The biggest thing is, was he dark-skinned? Was he light-skinned? Did he have curly hair? Did he have a large nose, a small nose? But yet there's so many yeah. different uh, yeah. interpretations and ideas, whether you look at uh, just no matter what church setting you go to across the world, there's a different depiction, drawing type of Jesus. It's right. usually it's based on culture right. more than it is about the physical attributes of Jesus, which most likely right. outside of the book of Revelation, we will not know. At, but what, so then what do you do with that right like mm. this invisible god that might feel frustrating or exhausting so i think it leads us up to the question the second part of that question of who is god actually just before i get into that one yeah uh because you've brought in something very important very uh important for people to know oh thank you is that whenever you look at artwork from a particular time from before the byzantine era going back Christian artwork, iconography, you'll notice Jesus has a very specific skin tone and texture. There's a very particular way Jesus is depicted. Okay. And it's only till recent times that we've seen more uh, Western-leaning art. Mm. But that has to do a lot with how Christianity expanded westwards into, you know, Rome, Italy, mm -hmm. going through Spain, Portugal, and how those cultures came to understand and depict yeah. Jesus, right? So, but but going back to the roots, you'll get to see a Jesus who looks more like his region yes. than uh, ones that you'd see out outside, let's say in the US or Canada or yeah. other parts of the world. But but that's just something that I think is important for people to know, that the fact that the gospel should be so relatable mm -hmm. in Jesus that you can still see Jesus as, you know, relating to you. Yes, in, yeah. fa in fact, if we uh, go to the night where Jesus is being taken, right? Mm. Uh, they have to, Judas has to point out who is Jesus, right? right? right. So like physically point him out because right. Jesus is not glowing per se when walking down the street. Or wearing any distinctive features. Yes, or has any distinctive parts. You gotta say Jesus yeah. does look like an average everyday type of guy. Right. <laughs> who, <laughs> who in a crowd might have gotten lost in a crowd, which is the blessing of God of being so with us that he does look like an average Joe. But yeah, yeah. so with that being said, it may not be something that a lot of people are comfortable with. Right, right. I, which, I, which I appreciate about the disciples' question as well. Like, hey, we've been, you know, Jesus, you've told us everything. You're speaking to us in riddles. You know, this is in John. Mm. Just before Jesus actually, you know, gets uh, taken away, you know, for questioning. And then later on, the passion, the whole final events of the passion. And then he dies. Mm. So Philip and Nathaniel are like, hey, show us the father. It's going to be enough for us. That's it. That's it. We've, you know, you've done your job. We've, we've heard the teaching. We've had the messages. We've enjoyed mm. the parables. All of that. Show us the Father. Mm. And Jesus says, have you not been with me long enough to realize that I am the Father one? To see me is to see the Father. Mm. Really? <laughs> so <laughs> so it's, it's very interesting how ordinary it is, but at the same time how extraordinary it is. Mm. Uh, which really calls back to mind how much God doesn't yell at people for not recognizing him at first mm. even timothy not, not so not timothy even um I know uh, thomas who was doubting you know who doubted jesus resurrection he was like until i see it until, until i see it I, I don't doubt it <laughs> the whole. 
Jesus shows up again a week later and then Thomas is there with the rest of the 12 and Jesus says, hey, reach into my hands, reach into my side. It's me. Mm. And Thomas says, oh, wow, my Lord and my God. <laughs> my Lord and my God. And then Jesus is like, just because you saw, you believed, I'm telling you, blessed are those who's, who believe and yet are not and have yet to see mm. me. Uh, he's not reprimanded. He's 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 like, oh my goodness, I have to do this with these guys again. <laughs> he gets it. I think the thing that's very amazing is how much God gets our limitation, mm. and we are very human. Mm. And there's that things we don't fully understand. Mm. And I think like Nicodemus, mm. we honestly ask those questions like, uh, are you, how does one get born again? Mm. What does that mean? Do you go back into the womb mm. and then come back <laughs> <Yeah>. out? <laughs> Like we speak in such human terms, and mm. it's very difficult for us to like get some things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but there's very. I'll give you. I'll leave. I'll leave that question with one thing that's fascinating. Uh, it goes back to John during his encounter with Nicodemus, mm. and not uh, not John. Uh, Jesus is encountered with Nicodemus in the middle of the night. Mm. Nicodemus is a uh, uh, one of the Sanhedrin, so the one of the seventy elders of the religious uh, council of uh, the Israelites. Of Israel at that time. Think like Pharisees adjacent. Think Pharisees, yes, and and he's a religious, yeah, yeah. he's a Pharisee. <laughs> and he comes to visit Jesus at night because he's interested in hearing what Jesus has to say, right? Mm-hmm. And trying to figure out what's going on with his teaching. And then his conversation with Nicodemus goes down the path of, okay, then who is the son of man? When is, when is he going to show up, right? Mm. And Jesus says, you know, no one has been up to heaven no one has ascended to heaven or descended except the son of man who is in heaven because that's a greek verb the greek verb is is many translations italics it as was um but basically jesus is hinting to simultaneous existence both above and on earth and that in and of itself is fascinating because that becomes a theme as you keep on reading the text of how much God shows God's self, but not in terms of like physical appearance, but in God's Godness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. I mm-hmm. really don't know how else to put it, but it, mm. it, it, there's a grace to it. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, mm. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. leave it at that. Yeah. There's so much more to say, but mm. I'll leave it at that for now. I'm smacking down translations. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Starting <laughs> early. Hey. <laughs> uh, so yeah. with that being said, now we're going to who is God, mm. which can be taken in so right. many different ways right. of, uh, are you like on one sense, almighty, all powerful, uh, right. <laughs> ruler, creator of the entire, from a philosophical yeah, standpoint, point, right. Yeah, creator of the entire universe. Yeah. The nth degree of yeah. the nth degree of yes. anything possibly imagined. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then also who is God? I would say relationally right. to us, right. which, uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. Mm. With Book of Acts, mm. Holy Spirit comes upon us. Mm. <laughs> now, we have the communicado, communication. You can re- yeah, yeah, yeah. You, can, you can relate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think is the beauty of, the, the, and I think people get lost in the idea mm. that you have an all-powerful, almighty, and the mm-hmm. degree. It's big, large God. Massive to, idea. Massive idea. Yeah. 
Great and Adam yeah. <laughs> talking to me about my life issues, on, right. like whether or not like right. my hair is doing well today, or actually like if I'm going through trauma, <laughs> right? Like it's a, it's a the concept is insane. I think the blessing of Judeo Christianity or just G, the blessing of Jesus mm. is that that's that human connector point, right. Right? right? Like Jesus is God, that human connection of being like, whoa. Right. Like I, I, the big thing I remember when I'm going down my own faith journey right. was realizing right. like. Does Jesus get tummy aches? Like mm. ever? Like like did Jesus ever stub his toe right. or feel uncomfortable or feel right. awkward? Right. And knowing that there's that humanness of understanding. Right. And that is the other side of the blessing of Jesus, right? Right. That for me that God is a God who loves us so much, mm. who cares for us so much mm. that not only was he willing to die for our sins, right. but also he was willing to be in relation with us, to be to right. feel that same awkward, to sweat, to <laughs> just every like... Feel hungry. Yes. Every, cry for a friend who just passed away. Exactly. Yeah. To be nervous. Right. Yeah. All those human emotions... Right. It is experienced right right so knowing that when i go to pray or knowing that when i right like am struggling that like oh like i have a god mm. who is really yeah. experienced right not to right. the same degree like obviously right. separate stories but just had that same human connection right right of just yeah i yeah. like is relation relationally yeah with me mm -hmm. yeah uh, i'd say actually to your point on that maya you really appreciate this uh verse the scripture that comes up every easter when jesus is on the cross oh yeah go he ahead. sings mm. jesus sings yes jesus sings a psalm um i think most most people reading it i I've heard different circles talk about the, that particular chapter of like Jesus on the cross, you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Da, 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 da. But they miss out on the fact that it's a song. Mm. And, and it's a very fascinating song. So just seeing that Jesus was trying to sing while in the midst of pain, mm. in a type of death that demanded that you suffocate as you bled out. Yeah, no, it's a it's a fascinating it's a fascinating image to paint, right? Mm. That that's what he's going through, but he's still singing, mm -hmm. and that that chapter of Psalms is actually a chapter of hope. Mm. That God does not forsake mm -hmm. His own, and even in the midst of completing the task, <laughs> mm. God does not let go, and that's why Jesus at the end, the end of the psalm, literally ends mm -hmm. with tetelestai. That's the mm. Greek, which is it is completed, it is done. Mm -hmm is finished mm. finito mm. so I, I love that like i love the fact that that's it's a song that ends in hope yeah like that's <laughs> that's that's it mm -hmm. and that's why i think we best speak of god in judeo-christian Judeo traditions in symbols so it'll be the church it'll be clergy it'll be crosses it'll be the fish it'll be something that reminds you the communion it'll be it'll be it'll be yeah it'll be things that remind you of god's presence but mm -hmm. not necessarily uh god physically i don't know i don't know if that makes sense no it, like, makes, yeah. it makes sense because because uh think back to even I, I think the blessing of me going back like finding mm. hope in christ again in right. my own life uh was uh even with prayer yeah even with prayer yeah uh but a great example of this is Jesus in garden. What's the garden? 
Oh, Garden of Gethsemane. Thank you. I never yes. know how to pronounce it. <laughs> so the Olive Press Garden. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. Mm-hmm. But like Jesus not only crying, mm-hmm. crying, and it's debated whether or not he's so nervous mm-hmm. and freaking out these crying tears of blood. This right. is debated. It's more of a metaphor. But it's debated. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I said it was debated. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that you ha- we have a Christ who really just like had that moment, right? Mm. Of like, this mm. is... Jesus talking to God, praying constantly, having communication, knows God, like fully has mm-hmm. an understanding, but still is stuck in this humanness of being mm-hmm. like, I am nervous and in so much doubt. I'm stressed. Yes, not my... Deeply. The, the, the text literally says his soul was troubled. Yes. <laughs> Deeply and troubled. has to get to a place through prayer of not my will, but your, your will, will will be done, hmm. which... Is insane. Which is insane because it's God. <laughs> like, it's God. Right? Hmm. So... For me, God is that God is is person is human as well as being is the, the, the I think the blessing is, is it's human but multifaceted in like there's humanness but there's also glory and mm. uh, what is the word I'm looking for? That God reaches us reaches out to us yes. in, his, in in that humanity that you see in Jesus. Right? Yes, yeah, it's all powerful, but also stubs their toes. Mm-hmm. In in humanity, mm-hmm. I grew up just a regular person. Mm-hmm. Scraped in. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for us, I, yeah, I, yeah. But I hope that I hope I hope, <laughs> that I hope clears it up. I hope for the first question. I hope for the first two questions, though. Anonymous uh, question number one. Number one. That that kind of gives you an idea of what we're dealing with. I know we are trying so hard in very human ways and human words, just like give you an idea, like paint pictures. But we hope that you get to really enjoy this. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Also, I think something to keep in fact in in the back of your mind the entire time is that through prayer and mm. through communion with Holy the Holy Spirit, right? Uh, that's the place where you can find even more of an understanding of God, right? And right. most likely, right. probably a better understanding than yeah, like just even us. <laughs> like, right. like we're simple ministers. Like yeah. sincerely, like God is uh, like. The, the the for me it's like you get to talk to it, prayer is talking to God in mm. a two way streak not a one way streak mm. right like it's being able to commune understanding have that question so mm. on one hand we're so happy to answer this question but we'd also love for you for anyone out there listening to us to pray and then ask that question of God and feel comfortable right asking that question because God is a God that answers prayers right yeah. that's true. Uh, and then I think for one, I think another last note you could probably end this on, on that particular, on those two particular questions is our own experiences of God have led us to believe that in as much as we think we know a lot from academia and we are very well educated, but between the two of us, five Ooh. degrees, <laughs> there's still so much we don't know because academic can, academics can only take us so far. Yeah. But in true relationship, faith takes a different, requires a very different angle, a very different uh, journey mm. of humility and study and patience mm. and trust. Mm. Uh, and in that we've seen, we've had our own personal experiences that we'd love to discuss someday on like how we've seen God come through mm. in ways we did not expect. Yeah. And we didn't think that we were, we were worthy of those encounters or those experiences. We did not think about them. We did not expect them. Um, 
I don't know. It's it's just fascinating. I can say one God moment between the two of us that may be fascinating for some of you watching mm. right now is Maya and I were meant to have met earlier in life. We were going to meet at one seminary, but end up meeting at another. That is not true. But we also met. That's we also we also true. we That's also in the same spaces. No no no. In, I got okay. this. I got this <laughs> because we were so Brian and I went to Boston University School of Theology is where we met, and then obviously now we're here married. Right. But the same year that he was visiting, was the first time. I was like, first time in the U.S. Yes. First time in the U.S. Two thousand seven. Uh, he was in Boston the same time I was doing a summer camp singing. We were both like children. <laughs> um, and we possibly could have walked like on the street and mm -hmm. saw one another and just did not know. Mm -hmm. Leave that note there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also supposed to meet at Columbia or slash Union. Mm -hmm. But we did not meet there. No, we did not. So it was three times <laughs> meeting. <laughs> Met on the third. Yes. Which is fascinating. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yes. I, we'll leave it at that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's for the first two questions. <laughs> <laughs> so.